Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Father, thank you so much. Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we've got so much to celebrate. We've got so much to to give you thanks for. Lord, thank you that we're saved. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for loving us, Daddy. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us. Lord, I pray blessing over every person that's watching. Lord, that you'd bless them emotionally, financially, relationally, physically, spiritually, and every good thing. Lord, bless them, encourage them. Lord, I pray a blessing over their prayer life. I pray a blessing over their family time. I pray your blessing, your peace, your wisdom, your grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, hallelujah. Well, praise God. If you would, I'd love to share with you tonight uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Hallelujah. And we're gonna go through to the end in verse 11, if you've got your Bibles. It says here, finally, brethren, rejoice. Be made complete. Be comforted. Be like-minded. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I look forward to the day where we can do that again. Praise the Lord. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You know, I love this passage. It's uh, often used as a benediction. When I went to school, I went to an Anglican girls' school and... um, we would say the grace at the end of assembly every week and we'd say, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore, amen. And we didn't really understand, I didn't really understand the significance of what we were saying. It's fascinating to think about it actually. Why is Paul praying, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Why is he saying that if we already have it? Obviously, if you're born again, you've received by faith the grace of God that has set you free from sin, set you free from the eternal punishment of sin, which is death, which is hell. You've been redeemed, you've been made new, you've had your iniquity taken away, that is everything that was crooked about you, has been made straight, has been made clean, has been made whole. Your sins have been forgiven and washed away and the Lord says he doesn't even remember them anymore, hallelujah. He's given you a new heart. He's given you his amazing grace, hallelujah. But Paul still says, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Why, if we already have it? Well, I really believe the Lord wants you to become aware every day of what you have. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God which will never leave you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. These incredible gifts of God are 
things he has freely given, but we need to become aware of what it looks like. And tonight I really wanna speak to you about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But looking at that verse in the way it's worded uh, reminds me of how often we have things available to us that we don't use. I think about my, even my phone. I was in New Zealand a few months ago and was with our friend Gideon Hokendick and he was sending lots of text messages, just pressing a button and he'd speak into his phone and send the text message. And I looked at that and I thought, that would save me so many spelling errors. <laughs> that would save me so much time instead of having to type out everything bit by bit. I, I asked him, how do you do that? And he showed me just a little microphone here and you press that and then you speak and then you fix it up where Siri's made a mistake, which can happen, be very, very careful. I've had some bad experiences like that, but mostly it's pretty good. And then, um, you can say a whole lot in a whole lot less time than it takes to type it all out. And I thought, wow, I've had this phone all this time and I could have done that all this time, but I just didn't know that it was there to use. And a lot of the time with our salvation, we have so much that's been given to us. Everything pertaining to life and godliness has been laid out on a banqueting table for us. But unless we are reminding ourselves of what's available, unless we're taking advantage of what's being given, it's of little or no use to us. Like my little microphone symbol on my phone. It's the same thing on my computer. My computer does so much more than I actually do with it. I, I remember once doing up some Word document with someone else and they watched me as I was clunkily, you know, copying and pasting and, and they said, um, I think Emily was with me. She said, mum, you just do this. And there's this incredible shortcut, it's so easy. And I thought, you know, why don't I do that? And the reality was that I had never learnt to do it. I, I did, it was there, I'd paid for this machine, but I wasn't taking full advantage of it. And I think so often we do that with the Word of God. This is full of promises. We have available to us a life of freedom, a life of power, but there's so much we don't take advantage of. And you know, when it comes to living in the freedom of knowing the grace of God on my life has set me free from fear and guilt and shame, knowing that the love of God is available to me every day to satisfy my deepest needs to the point of overflowing, to the point of not being able to handle it even, uh, that I'll need to pray for supernatural strength to be able to handle the love He wants to saturate me with every day and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which is an invitation into a life beyond your human comprehension, a life of incredible um, friendship with the Holy Spirit, of supernatural encounter with Him. But many of us don't fully experience the joy of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit because we don't consciously take advantage of the invitation. We don't 
make ourselves aware, remind ourselves of what's available to us. One of the things that I really love to do when I get my day off, I, I love to get the door, my bedroom door closed and love to get alone with God and fellowship with Him. Now when I, um, and to have a bit of an extended time, more than I get on other days, but every day I need time with the Lord. I spend time in the Word, I, I read the Bible every day, we have our family devotions, I have my personal readings, I need the Word of God. Uh, it, there's life in this book, hallelujah, it's a living Word and He wants to instruct you, He wants to teach you. I need, I need time with God like I need food, three meals a day and snacks if I can get it, you know, I, I love it. Um, but if all I ever did was read, I would miss out on the depth of fellowship with the Holy Spirit that He has for me. You know, I, I believe everything we do must be anchored in the Word of God, but I, I need time of face-to-face -face processing with the Lord, talking with Him, having conversation with Him. I, I need to be able to talk to Him about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, make sure that my heart with Him is clear. I come before Him, I pray in the Spirit, praying in tongues, praying with my mind, knowing that He's praying through me, for me, about things I can't even see. But then I come to Him and I talk to Him like my friend and I, and I, I, I just expose my heart to Him. Lord, this, what's troubling me right now? What's on my mind? What, what is it that I'm, I'm wrestling with? And, and with the Holy Spirit, I'll go through any thoughts and feelings that I'm having. Is there guilt there? If there's guilt, is there something I need to repent of? If there is, I ask Him to help me and I repent and I receive uh, the joy of knowing I'm forgiven, hallelujah. And, I, and the joy of recognizing, hey, I, that's not right. I need to not do that anymore. And the freedom that comes from recognizing, wow, that was wrong, sorry God. But then sometimes I'm dealing with, with condemnation without even realizing that it's there. And as I talk to the Lord, I can, I can sift through it with Him and recognize actually I'm believing a lie here and so I surrender that to you. And, and I talk through all the things that are going on in my head and my heart. I talk to him about things that are bothering me, things that are weighing on me. I talk to him about the burdens that I have and I unpack things with him. But then I also just spend time worshiping him, gazing on his beauty. And by faith, I have encounters with him in the heavenly realms and he shows me things. You know, that is available to every one of us. God shares his secrets with his friends. And he wants to have friendship with you. Some people get really offended by that. He's a holy God, you need to walk in holy fear. And I absolutely agree. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And he is a holy God. And there is a, a glorious realm where, of, of, where we walk in the, the awe and the fear of God, which is beautiful. But God, so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son so that we 
believing in him could be reconciled to him. And that reconciliation was so that you and I could be made one with him. This was Jesus' prayer in John 17, that we would be one. And that oneness isn't uh, God at a distance and us as his servants just listening to orders. God actually was longing through the sacrifice of Jesus for us to be reconciled back into the place of fellowship with him. And his spirit, the spirit of the Father, the spirit of the Son is given to us to walk and talk with God on a constant basis. And so I need this shut the door time um, communion with him where I can have quality conversation with the Lord and it's so needed. It's so, I need it for my heart. I need it. I need him to speak to me. I commune with him as the spirit of wisdom and I say, Lord, you are the spirit of wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, it says wisdom calls and asks, invites us to come and eat with her. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of wisdom. And if you lack wisdom, the book of James says, ask and he'll abundantly give it. It's an invitation, like on my computer or on my phone, something that's available for you to make use of. But unless you actually come to him and say, Lord, I want to, I want to fellowship with you as the spirit of wisdom right now. I need, your, I need your wisdom. What do you think about this? and then actually take some time to let him speak, you don't receive the, the blessing and the advantage. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as eagles, they'll run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. And that's that opportunity to, to actually ask him a question and hear what he has to say. Sometimes he'll give me chapter and verse and I'll, I'll look it up and he'll speak to me. When I'm reading the word, I'm fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. But if I, if I have an hour with the Lord, I'll spend some time reading the word of God and talking with the Lord as I'm reading. But then I also need to put all the distractions away, the phone, the, the books, the, even the, the Bible as, and just get face to face and vulnerable with him and talk to him about what's going on in my life, in my, in my world, in my heart and worship him, give him my full attention. Now God longs for your full attention. That's where intimacy begins. I'm a doer and I love information. I love learning, I love learning. If there's um, a question, Tom's the same actually, and Emily is the same. We are all similar in this respect, that if, if there's a question about anything, even a random fact, we wanna know. We wanna know the details. It's like, there's something we don't know. We wanna understand. Uh, we just love information, love to learn. Is it, I, I don't know if you're like that. But, and that's a great thing. God loves us to be learners. But if I'm not careful, I could spend all my time learning and, and look, looking and not actually giving time to the Lord for my, myself to be vulnerable with him and talk through the issues of the heart that he really wants to hear. Intimacy is about dialogue with God. It's about us allowing him 
into our deepest places where he can minister, where he can speak. And he wants to, he wants to undo the knots, hallelujah. He makes us lie down in green pastures and restores our soul. Does your soul need restoring? Mine, mine does every day. Just through the wear and tear of everyday life and the, the attacks that come and the thoughts and the things that we experience, the troubles that happen in the world. I need God to minister to me, to comfort me, the God of comfort, as we read, to comfort me. I need the God of peace to still the storms. And that's available to me only if I'll go and receive it, go and take it by faith. So I, for me, it looks like after I've had my study time or before, whatever order I do it in, though I like to do both, I like to get on my back on the floor and put away all the phones and all the distractions and just get face to face with him where there's no distractions, nothing to look at but the ceiling and by faith, look into his face, begin to talk with him personally as a man speaks with his friend. That was what was said of Moses and we are under a different covenant, a better covenant, hallelujah. The veil has been torn. You and I can come right into the holy of holies and talk with him, boldly come before the throne of grace. And God doesn't look at you as though you're presumptuous when he does that, when you do that. Your faith in approaching him and talking with him pleases him. And he's always kind. He's always patient. He's never moody, doesn't get annoyed, doesn't get frustrated. Doesn't look at you and um, treat you for a moment like the flavor of the month and then move on to somebody else. He is consistently for you. He is love personified. That is love that always hopes, always believes, always perseveres, who's always giving you his full attention, ready to speak to you, ready to encourage you, ready to point you in the way that you should go, ready to help you, to lift you up, to strengthen you, to speak to your heart and to make your heart begin to resonate like, like piano strings or when you hit a piano key, the strings resonate and they make noise. When God speaks, the strings of your heart begin to resonate and all the dust gets blown off and you begin to remember your true identity as he speaks with you and you speak with him and the sound comes from your heart and the sound comes from his heart and it's a beautiful, glorious, uh, glorious, orchestration of majesty and presence and power. And God wants to so fill your mind, your senses in every uh, respect with his presence that it becomes your favorite place to be. That it is my favorite place to be. It is, that's the place I get fully refreshed is face to face with him. Some people get nervous about that because they think, well, no, you know, you've got to stay anchored in the Word. Of course you do, I completely agree. Somebody that says, I have a relationship with the Lord so I don't need to speak to, I don't need to read the Bible doesn't understand that the Bible is 
the Spirit, the Lord. The Word was God and the Word is God. When you, when you read, you are fellowshipping with Him as well. And, and this is the, the light to our feet, the lamp to our path. This, we, we cannot neglect the Word of God. It needs to be equally something that we're feeding on, memorizing, uh, eating, because it's a living Word that wants to bless us. But conversely, if all you ever do is read the Word and you don't actually talk with Him, you're missing out on a dimension of intimacy that is absolutely glorious. And it doesn't have to stop at your quality-focused time. I need that quality-focused time. I'm a complicated person and it takes a bit of time to unpick all the things and restore my soul with him and allow him to minister to me. I've got lots of things I need to talk to him about. I need lots of wisdom. I need, I need time with him to, to give me supernatural ideas. And I realize the more time I give him, the more fruitful I become because he has thoughts that have not even entered my heart or my mind far above that he wants to share with me. And if I don't take time to listen, then I miss out on the supernatural ideas, the sovereign thoughts that he has for me. His ways are higher than my ways. We can get so busy that we miss it. But all through the day, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. He's much more talkative than you might realize. He wants to speak to you in so many different ways. I remember when I was just a young mum and feeling like uh, stuck at home, um, babies, trying to put babies to sleep, feed babies, rock babies. And I'd, I'd be in my rocking chair trying to put one to sleep while the other one's going to sleep, trying to feed one. And, and I'd, I'd think about somebody. And then at church on the Sunday, I'd, I'd see them and I'd say, oh, I was thinking about you this week. And they'd say, what, oh, did you pray for me? I really needed prayer. And I'd say, oh, no, I didn't pray for you. I just thought about you. <laughs> and it happened so many times that I began to realize that's the Holy Spirit trying to engage me to pray for people. And so I started to recognize that when I had a thought about someone, it was an invitation to pray for them. And then I'd start to get a prophetic word for them. And then I'd find that God would, would often, I'd feel the Holy Spirit come upon me and I'd, I'd even to the point of sometimes just pulling over on the side of the road to listen to what he had to say, to intercede for somebody. And I'd start getting visions about exactly the situation they were in, emergency situations where I was able to, um, to see what was going on and pray and then find out later that at that very moment, that was exactly what they were going through. He'd give me a word of knowledge and he'd use me to intercede. I tell the story of once when I was going to pick up the, the kids that um, spent a few hours with my mother-in-law and I went to go and pick them up and I felt the Holy Spirit tug on my heart to pray for somebody. And I thought, oh, I'll do that after I get the kids, I'll come home and then I'll pray for her. And I felt this urgency as, and I, I, I felt a rebuke from the Lord where he said, anything you do above obeying me is idolatry. I thought, wow, that's a bit heavy, God. You know, I was just gonna 
organize my day a bit, but I sort of reluctantly turned around, went home, put some music on and got on the floor. And as I looked at him and I began to pray, actually uh, what I'd felt was I, as I was driving to my mother-in-law's, it wasn't that I was to pray for somebody, I just felt the invitation to get alone with him. And so I did that and as I'm getting alone with him, then I felt that he really wanted me to pray for this particular lady and to call her. So I, I, I got up and I, I called her and she wasn't there. And so I felt then just to go, go around to her house. And I went to the house and found out she'd just been taken by ambulance to the hospital in an emergency situation. And so I went straight to the hospital. I walked into the emergency room, something I couldn't have done if I'd had my toddlers with me. And as I walked in, she burst into tears and said, I was praying that someone would come. And I realized, you know, the Lord, He has a timetable, He has plans that we don't even know or understand. And He's waiting for us to learn what it looks like to be responsive to Him. Throughout the day, He wants to give you help. He wants to give you wisdom in the decisions. I have to make lots of decisions all the time. I meet with people and they say, what do you wanna do about this? And what do you wanna do about this? And I have to come up with decisions. It can almost get decision fatigue. But the Holy Spirit is sitting with me. And when I remind myself that I have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, instead of thinking, well, I have to make this decision, I have to make this decision, I can, as I'm making these decisions, I can lean in with an awareness, he's right here beside me. What do you think about that, Lord? Give me wisdom. Yep, that feels good. Yes, yep, that's good wisdom. And I can lean on him for, for the decisions. I can lean on him for his help all through the day. Throughout the day, he speaks in so many ways, through nature, through all sorts of things. He's wanting to get your attention and speak to you. But it requires us to lean in and listen, to pause, take a moment and say, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. God wants to speak to you today. He wants to encourage you. He wants to speak to you throughout your day, throughout the night. If you wake up in the nighttime and you're struggling to sleep, the Holy Spirit is there wanting to help you. Talk to Him, ask Him for His help. Throughout the day, if you're feeling lonely, talk to Him. He wants to fill your need. He wants to comfort you. If you're feeling stressed, let him be the first one you turn to. Say, Holy Spirit, you're my comforter. You're my peace. I need your help. I'm concerned about this. Give me wisdom. I feel stressed, so I'm getting on my back. Come and restore my soul. Fill me with peace. Fill me with your grace. And then expect that he'll do what you ask. You see, we receive by faith. Every time I go to him, I don't wait to see what will happen. I go with an expectation to see. Daniel said, I looked and I saw, and I looked again and I saw, if you read in the book of Daniel, and God just kept showing him things he saw till the end of the age. God wants to show you things to come. He wants to speak to you when you look with an expectation to see, when you listen with an expectation to hear. My prayer for you 
is that you would experience what it looks like to live in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in such a profound way this week. That as you go about your day, you'd be aware that he's there. He is, he's not a, a cloud or an atmosphere. He's a person who says he will never leave you or forsake you. When you receive Jesus as your savior, the spirit of Christ comes to live in you. He wants to come upon you. He wants to empower you and he wants to fellowship with you, to talk with you. He wants you to be able to hold his hand, to lean into him, to have friendship with him that is real. If you don't know the Lord, I wanna encourage you today. Reach out to him and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to have relationship with you. I believe Jesus is the son of God and that he died and rose again. I need mercy. Have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and teach me, Lord, what it looks like to fellowship with you. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And that joy was that you and him would walk in real friendship that's practical and available for you today. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for fellowship. God, I'm asking that it would be so much more than just a word. Lord, I pray that people would know and experience the genuine glory that's available to them when they get alone with you. You know, as you learn what it looks like to get alone with God and by faith experience heaven, experience the glory of his presence, then when you come together in corporate worship, you'll, it'll be natural for you to expect encounters with him and then joined with everybody else, it goes to another level of glory. I pray that you would really begin to foster and develop and take advantage of this incredible opportunity. The glory of God is not a one-off encounter waiting for you at a particular conference. Though they're magnificent opportunities and I've had incredible encounters with God at, on the altar in, um, in different conferences and meetings. But God wants you to encounter him every day in a fresh way. And he wants you to recognize that that realm of glory is just the beginning. It's available for you. What would it look like for you to become addicted to the glory, addicted to his presence, addicted to walking in the heavenly realms with him, looking forward to the moment you can close the door and get alone and talk with him? I believe that when you begin to foster a relationship with the Holy Spirit like that, you're going to see power beyond anything you've imagined. God wants his glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, but that's gonna happen only when the believers learn what it looks like to live in that place of divine glory, live in that place of fellowship so that Jesus can be manifested in the fullness of his glory all over the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website www.glorycitychurch.com.au We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, 
please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.